0: This flyover clip.
1: Boy, I mean, the, so the news that's come out about the FDIC and, and hiding stuff from the public um, when it pertains to a bank run, I mean, that movie, It's a Wonderful Life, sadly, it, was that a prophetic movie for what we're going Ooh. to see today? I mean, maybe, but but really, when banks run out of money, they all do the same thing always. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is there's a run on the banks and people's fear strikes. in. it's like the supposedly the safest investment that we ever have, our checking and savings accounts might not be there. Um, right. They want to get it out. And so so the FDIC is actually severely underfunded. I mean, severely underfunded. And the funds that we think that we have in safe haven investments like our checking and savings accounts, which. We've already paid taxes on that. That's everything that we've already done. This is just what we need for living expenses, right? It's what we are savings account. It's what we write checks off of. It might not be there. And, mm-hmm. and they, they had a meeting in, in November that, that's now starting to, to come public. I mean, so, so I want to watch a video of these, of these FDIC officials talking and what they're saying about the American public and what they need to hide. From the American yeah. public, right? This is, this is the scary thing about it. And then I'm going to talk about it. But but this is um, actually one of the more important shows I think that we're going to have all year long. Yep. Um, so I, I think we should watch that. And then I'm going to talk about it.
0: Okay. okay. Let's check it out. Let's play this clip. It should be accessible when people need to know. But I don't think you have much hope of, of reaching a public that doesn't have a professional need to know. I completely agree with that. I almost think you'd scare the public if you put this out. Like, why are they telling me this? Should I be concerned about my bank? Like, my insurance company doesn't tell me what they're doing with my assets. If they just assume they're going to pay my claim, right? It's. It's. I think you've got to think of the unintended consequences of taking a public that has more full faith and confidence in the banking system than maybe people in this room do. <laughs> that. We want them to have full faith and confidence in the banking system. They know the FDIC insurance is there. They know it works. They put their money in. They're going to get their money out. So there, there's a select crowd of people that are in the institutional side. And if they want to understand this, they're going to find a way to understand this. There's a bunch of law firms representing this room. There's a bunch of people that will charge them by the hour a lot of money to explain this all to them. And, and, and it's fine. I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that. And they all have huge staffs, but I would be careful about the unintended consequences of starting to blast too much of this out in the general public. Man. Dr. Kirk, let's talk about, okay, so obviously I've heard of FDIC, but can you talk about what exactly is the FDIC and who are these people?
1: So it's the Federal Depository Insurance, you know, commission. So basically that's the insurance. When you have a checking account or savings account, the assets in your bank are insured up to 250000 right? Okay. So so if the bank were to fail, you get $250,000 back. Okay. Supposedly. Mm-hmm. I mean, supposedly is the big question there because yep. because if so G Edward Griffin, he wrote the book on on central banks, you know, the creature from Jekyll Island, and on his website Need to Know, this he exposed this story. And so I got to give him credit for it. And and but it's an amazing story that needs to be shared far and wide to everybody everywhere, right? So So what are these FDIC bankers talking about in this, in this Mm -hmm. video? They're talking about bail-ins to, to deal with an impending market collapse. So FDIC is the insurance policy that protects people's checking savings accounts up to Mm $250,000. What's a bail? A bail-in is what we saw in Cyprus, Greece. We've seen it in Venezuela, Argentina. When, when the government says, Hey, people in Cyprus, for example, uh, you're, you should be thankful that you're, you're Cypriot citizens. Right. And so we we've provided you a a country and and a framework to live and to thrive. And so, but we're kind of in a pickle here and we're going to do just a one-off tax, right? So anything in your checking account, saving accounts, we're going to take 10%. So you had a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account today, tomorrow you're going to have 90,000, right? So that's a bail in Mm -hmm. tax. It's where the government just does a one-off tax and takes money from you. Basically, they steal it from your wallet to basically help overcome a shortfall that they might have. So, that's what a bail-in. So, we're talking okay. about FDIC, we're talking about bail-ins. But, but here's where the FDIC, this meeting that they had in, in November was was extraordinary um, in a bad way. Right. So, so they have a committee. So, these people were part of this committee called. The Systemic Resolution Advisory Committee, the SRAC, and um, and so they held a meeting to discuss how the next market crash, and words are important, right? Not a potential market crash, but the next one. The next right? one. The next one would occur, and what steps would need to be taken to ensure that not everybody tries pulling their money out of the financial system at the same time? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is why they had this meeting, and this is why we heard the conversation on the video that we saw. So one of the FDIC members there noted that while institutions will soon be able to figure out the dire implications of a financial collapse, not a potential one, but of a financial collapse, the general public shouldn't. They shouldn't know about this because that would lead to an unintended consequence. What's the unintended consequence? Them pulling money out of the bank. Like in in the movie clip that we saw, yep. right? It's a wonderful life. I mean, this would lead to it's not a wonderful life for everybody that has money in the banking system. So, so here's the reality of of this situation. There's nine trillion dollars of bank assets in the banking system right now, checking accounts, savings accounts, and so forth. So, how much does the FDIC actually have, you know, to insure? Good question. They only have one they only have $125 billion worth of assets backing $9 trillion worth of deposits. So here's wow. the math. You divide $125 uh, billion by $9 trillion. What does that come to? 1.4%. So 1.4% of all banking deposits are actually, that that's all they have money for. Wow. So that's 88.6% of all banking assets there's no insurance coverage for. It, right? So this is why they're saying the public can't know about this. Because if this were to happen in 2023, what would what would that mean? It would mean the mother of all um quantitative easing um all quantitative easing like money printing mechanisms ever. Mm-hmm. I bet that they have to inject 5 to 7 trillion Dollars into the system to actually just stop the bleeding, and that would wow. cause so much inflation that we we wouldn't even know what to expect from that, right? I mean, we we've seen what they've already done when when the lame duck Congress passed a 1.7 trillion dollar spending bill, you know, and and between Christmas and New Year's, it's like, wait a second, I wouldn't have an issue with that necessarily if we had those funds available because then it would just be appropriating those funds. Right. But we don't have $1.7 trillion laying around. They have to print out of thin air and that's going to make the inflationary pressures even worse. Shame on the lame duck Congress for passing a bill for the next Congress to actually have to live with. Absolutely. Well, Congress is so defunct right now. Anyways. I mean, look, the, the GOP has, has a majority in the House and they can't even elect a majority leader, right? It's like, (laughs) we've got issues, but they're spending money that they don't have. But this one is the mother of all spending money that we don't have. If there's a run on the bank and what could be the trigger that causes or the spark that causes a run on the banks? Well, it, it could be a market collapse. It could be a downgrading of U.S. Treasury sovereign debt it could be a conflict in russia ukraine it could be a conflict in china taiwan it could be anything outside of the norm that says oh my word people we we don't think that there's going to be much money left in the banks and and here's here's why the fdic even has to talk about this so you go back into history not too far just last year right so there were a couple of things that happened number one The Fed took two and a half trillion dollars of liquidity out of the system, out of the banks during COVID at a time when people needed the money the most. They took two and a half trillion dollars. So banks couldn't lend it out. But the but the bigger nail in the coffin was the reserve requirement, which is when when you deposit one hundred dollars into your bank, um, if the reserve requirement's 10 percent, that means they keep 10 percent back and they they lend out another ninety dollars. This is the the. Role of fractional reserve banking. What they did is they took the reserve requirement to zero. So banks don't have to have anything on hand. Really, they're they're living completely at the market. Unbelievable. 0%. Plus, they took money out of the system. This is why there's not enough money in the bank to fund a bank run. And the insurance that covers that when they don't have money to begin with, only covers about 1.4% of all deposits.